0: That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 upfront for three months plus taxes and fees. rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi guys, welcome to yet another episode of the Tana Talk Soccer Podcast. I am Lutana Orochi. Manchester City humiliated Chelsea on their own ground. Won three the scores. Chelsea won Manchester City three. Manchester City goal scorers are Kai Gullo and Phil Foden and Kevin De Bruyne. While Callum Hudson-Odoi scored a consolation goal in the 92nd minute for Chelsea. Now right from the get-go, Manchester City meant business. The game started and even before it actually did start, we already saw Kevin De Bruyne wasting a very huge chance, and we, we, we felt like, okay, what is this going to be for Manchester City? Is this one of those games for Manchester City? Let's not also forget, apart from the chance, we saw the Rodri back pass, which the Manchester City goalkeeper who was deputizing for, for um Ederson, Stefan, we saw what he did. He handled a back pass from Rodri. So it, it started to look like in the opening minutes, like, okay, maybe this is actually one of those, uh, this is actually going to be one of those bad days for Manchester City. But it couldn't be further from this. The truth couldn't be further away from this. Manchester City immediately picked up themselves. It looked like this Kevin De Bruyne chance. Just show them how open Chelsea were, actually. And from that moment, they actually just picked Chelsea apart. You know, like, this was a woeful performance from, from Chelsea. Like, Manchester City did their... They, they, they did what they had to do. They didn't have even have to be so imposing on the ball. Like, they, they weren't, like... To be honest they just put on the burners for like 30 odd minutes and apart from that they, they played it cool like this was a pretty easy game for them actually they let chelsea have most of the ball and they actually pressed them at will and they were just comfortable you know like no one did it wasn't one of those performances where you saw bernardo silva running and breaking all the kilometer records and stuff like that like that amount of work wasn't needed this game was actually pretty simple because chelsea made it so for them they had a bad start, but they, like, we saw a lot of moments, you know, where it felt like, oh, Manchester City were looking shaky and this may lead to something bad or something Or like. We felt, okay, this is something good for Chelsea, but none of that materialized at all. And it just, it, the opposite happened, you know, as I said, it was too simple. Um, after that, the Bruyne missed. Manchester City didn't waste time. You saw the quick one-twos, everything, and every Kai Gondowan one coming into this game with four-man. He, he he just loves this kind of finish, you know, taking the ball on on, on his back to go and uh, whipping it across the defender. And although Mendy got his hand to it, ball um, it was uh, it was a pretty solid finish with a lot of um force behind it and a lot of speed so like he couldn't push it away. But he, he, he just got the hand it but he still got in. Manchester City that was a fantastic lead and in less than four minutes still folding double the lead, Kevin De Bruyne with the assist this time around, you're beat Mandy at his near post. Well, technically, in football, when you beat a keeper at his near post, it's like poor goalkeeping, you know, like this is the, this is the cliche, but but this time around, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to really uh, focus on Mandy in this goal because I feel even sometimes at your near post, there's little to nothing you can do depending on how close the player is and how fast the play happens and and this was pretty close and since the cross from De Bruyne to the pass from De Bruyne to Foden was really feast it was really faced with a lot of force so like Foden just had to shape his legs and it just like it just was past Mendy at the, at the near post fantastic finish again and of course Kevin De Bruyne had to get in on the act fantastic counter-attack on the 34th f- the minute Ryan Sterling took the ball from his own half right to right to the Chelsea goal and he wasted some time he tried to hesitate looked for passing options fixed some shots did well then when he finally struck the ball he actually came off the post and fell to kevin de bruyne and kevin de bruyne slotted it home from close range now there may be something you might not have noticed but i want to i want to bring to your attention the touch from kevin de bruyne to kill the ball before taking it in his stride and siphoning it into the net was pure class pure class because, Ryan then pissed the ball off the post. And, like, it, it, the ball was pretty fast. And he killed it, pop, one touch, and just tapped it into the post. So, that's something that actually got me, you know. Like, of course, it was a pretty simple ball. But, but these things may go on. I, just, I would love to always bring it to your attention. So, moving on from this... Uh, This is basically just like a summary of how the game went. As I said, I've told you the goals, the nature of the goals. Um, Callum Montenodori's goal... um, Okay, let me explain this. It was just a combination between two substitutes. um, Kai Havertz getting an assist and Montenodori getting on the end of it. um, um, Kai Havertz whipping a fantastic uh, ball across Manchester City's box and Callum Montenodori using his pace and tapping it in uh, at the far post. Okay, now, down to the play. I think Chelsea entered this game with the wrong mindset. I'm going to I'm going to come I'm going to come to Lampard I'm going to come to tactics but first of all the mindset just didn't seem right you know like like they were they were they were defeated from from the get go you know like Manchester City it, it, because it was a game where like it looked like if Chelsea actually came with a certain level of swagger confidence and a, a certain like something different you know Manchester City may have been in for it because because their status was actually bad and if Chelsea could like just make them pay punish them or like not even though you don't score but like make their mistakes turn into, like, actual real pressure for you. The Manchester City might now feel that heat and they may not be able to grow in confidence as much as they were able to over the course of the game. But Chelsea themselves were just not here, you know? Like, they were just not present, you know? Like, it's as I said, they gave Manchester City the ball. Manchester City were not really even pressing hard, you know? Like, they allowed Chelsea to string their passes in their own half and once Chelsea come up, Chelsea... Once Chelsea, act, sorry, want to like, progress, they just press. Kovacic, who is normally so tidy on the ball, was losing the ball so easily. We saw um, Akim Ziyech; all he wanted to do when he had the ball was to just cut in and cross. And many times there was no one to cross to because, of course, the, the absence of Giroud or Tammy Abraham was actually telling. It actually. He actually was telling, but I'll come to that in a moment. And, of course, when there's no one in the box, just has to give a sideways pass. And, like, Timo Werner, of course, when you're playing with someone like Christian Pulisic, Christian Pulisic is running towards the defense. Now, what Christian Werner always tries to do is he's not making the inside run. He's actually making, like, a run diagonal to Pulisic. And it's kind of hard for him to give him that, you know? So, it's either you make the inside runs, okay, like, try to go to behind the defense or you actually act as a wall, which is you pin against the defenders and you give Christian Pulisic a platform to play off, kind of what you see strikers like Giroud or Karim Benzema or Jack all these guys do so well. So, like, because of this, there was, like, the front three was totally not, was important, very. Uh, we had the likes of angolo Conte and Kovacic being so careless with the ball. And especially Kovacic, this was unlike him, you know, like, they were being so careless with the ball and not uh, able to... Just to, not able to retain it, not able to... They're like, giving it away too cheaply, like... So, so, basically, uh, like, I'm going to come to flank, Frank Lampard in a B, and I'm going to give my opinion on what I think and uh, I'm going to give my opinion on, on, like, if I think I got it right or I got it wrong or, like, where exactly things had to be changed or whatever. But, like, the players have to take responsibility and it just wasn't good enough. They just didn't show up, you know? Like, a lot of them could have done better, you know? Like, it's just what it is. as Azpilicueta, like... These guys just weren't there today, as I said. I feel like, of course, it's expected. If you, if you look at it, let's just be let's be simple, okay? This is Chelsea, and yeah, uh, a massive club, and they should do better. Their form is very bad, but the fact is, their form is bad, and of course, this does this leads to lack of confidence and stuff. So, like, I think it's very understandable why most players just came into this game and they just didn't they didn't play football today. You know, like it was as easy as any Premier League game for Manchester City. It was routine, very routine win, and. And even though you get a win against Chelsea or Manchester City, maybe not the biggest deal, but it shouldn't be as routine as uh, as it was uh, as it was today, you know. So that's just it. So down to Frank Lampard now. I think, of course, it was a massive mistake going small up, um, going small up front, going with Timo Werner. I think uh, Lampard, how uh, should I say? I think he sets his players up, you know, like like maybe an informed Timo Werner would have been nice. Okay, we know he's a player with a lot of qualities. He has devastating pace paces. His, his, his movement is so 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 good. But this guy's confidence is it's so bad. His confidence is so low. Timo doesn't even do the, the proper things and I just don't think it is right to to just toss players into positions like this. Like I feel I feel like it's 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 a setup, you know, like he's not scored for so many games and like you don't just put him there you know like he has to sit it out timovena is quite like this is a big game one of the biggest games or rather one of the most tough games uh this is a manchester city you know so like you have to play Giroud who is on form or even as Giroud, abraham you know timovena is totally off it and i think like let's, let's not forget the setup part of it that's another topic for another another point actually another point but i feel like playing timovena in this kind of games is just not the right call Especially because he's struggling, he's absolutely struggling. And you don't just do this, you know. Like it's good to have faith in Timo, you know, like the this this confidence passes on to the player. But it also can bring a different kind of pressure. But like for every player they love it when they see that their manager trusts them and um, and he plays them even in this sort of games, that's why they're bad for man. and it's may eventually pay off, you know, this confidence that Lampard has put in him. But again, come on. You have a, you have a you have a striker who is firing like Giro, like let's just check the numbers, let's check the performances. In Europe, not many strikers if at all, are hotter than Olivier Giroud at the moment. And when you have such a game like this at home, then you have like, like. let's let's just look at it. Let's look at Ziyech's quality, his delivery, and Giroud playing. Like, he's going to cause a lot of problems for Manchester City defenders. Manchester City weren't particularly pressing high on anything. So like, you, you just kind of mutate Timo Werner's uh, uh, importance because he also can't now compete with the likes of uh, the likes of Diaz and Stones physically he can't get into them battles with them and things like this so I think Lampa choosing not to go with a bigger striker today was uh, it, it didn't it, it was it was bad you know it just didn't work out you know maybe another day if Manchester City approach the game another way, if maybe they press so high, you know, if Manchester City press so high, I really wanted to accept themselves and want to play on the front. For Manchester City is not forced proceedings today. Everything was smooth. They didn't need to always press just. They didn't need to stay too high. They could comfortably have the ball in their half, and they also let Chelsea. This must be known. They also let Chelsea comfortably have the ball in their own half. So it's not a case where Manchester City have the ball in their half, but Manchester City are running. Brrr, they want to get it back and stuff like that to so immediately launch another. They are relaxed because if they did this with some quality, then. They will give spaces in behind and with some quality from Chelsea, the passer and, of course, the runner, then Chelsea can actually create real problems for Manchester City. But Pep said, no, not today. We are very patient. Chelsea can play the ball if they want to. But once they are getting near territory, they will press them. So we don't actually need to press high. So therefore, you're just limiting Tim Oben. And, and like, I'm not I'm not saying that he can only do well in a system where there's space left in behind. But all I'm saying is this. This is a player that is... Ah, his form is terrible. Confidence is terrible, and the last thing that could that could have happened to him or that he wished wish for is to play against the system that doesn't favour his strength, his best and biggest strength. You know, so like, yeah, that's just this. That's the summary of my analysis of the game. I think uh, Manchester City probably maybe expected a different game, probably. <laughs> They didn't expect Chelsea to be, to be this poor, of course. But like things worked in their favor, and it was a very routine victory. And now, with this being said, the title race, as uh, as I've maintained uh, in all my episodes so far, it's far from over. You know, like like Manchester City, you could see, okay, they were sixth, they were seven, they were eighth, whatever. But this is the Premier League, and this season in particular, no one is running away with it. Liverpool aren't running away with it. They've had chances, numerous chances, to extend their lead on top and stuff like this. But they always failed to make it count. Now, Manchester City are only four points behind Liverpool uh, with a game in hand. So, this means that Manchester City wins this game in hand, they're just a point behind Liverpool. Come on, we haven't even gotten to half-season. It is on. It is on, on, on. Same with Tottenham. Leicester City as well. Like, everyone, it is on. And and I think this is the making of a very, very good title. And now, to conclude this podcast, for Chelsea and Frank Lampard... uh, Lampard out is all over, like, my WhatsApp, my Twitter, everywhere. Everyone is talking about it. Well, I'm not a Chelsea fan, so, like, uh, I guess, uh, like, I have no emotions attached to Chelsea winning or Chelsea losing, so I can't be hurt by <laughs> by Lampard making wrong or right choices. But if I choose to give an opinion on it, I don't think Lampard out is the solution. I, 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 think, I think he still needs time, you know, because, like, I think it's kind of silly to like just uh boot him uh give him the boot at this moment, you know, like okay, they are they are seven points behind Liverpool, uh and they play the game more than Liverpool, so let's assume Liverpool win tomorrow, whatever that's ten points, the ten points behind Liverpool not yet half season gone. I tell you like it's too it's apart from a team like sheffield who who have not managed their win so far in the campaign. I I don't think anyone, or West Brom as well, are in a pretty bad situation. Fulham are also in a bad situation. But at the same time, they have two games. Uh, they, have, they have played two games less than Brighton. And Brighton sit only three points ahead of them. So, like, you see, Bernie, it's just like, I feel like every other club, apart from West Brom and Sheffield, they feel, I feel like it can end in any way. Look at Wolves. Wolves sit 13th. Okay. But they are only four points off the top six yeah about 4 points wolves are 22 points everton 29 points okay this is not 4 this is 7 points 7 points of the top 6 so like it's it's uh it's not done yet, and I'm not. I'm not telling you trust in Lampard, trust in the process. To be honest, he's had periods where his team has looked very well. They've played very well. They've played it with utter confidence, and they've also had spells where they've looked clueless. They've not done the basics right. They're just not playing well. They're just not creating enough. Players are not giving those performances, and it's a bit of here and there. This is second season. I'm. I'm still. I'm. He's not. What What I know is he's not bad. He's not bad, but Chelsea Football Club sentimental side. they're like Chelsea for both club and they're like standards that have to be maintained and stuff like that. And I don't know if Lampard is the man to take you there. I can't tell you I'm 100 percent convinced that he's the man to take you there. I, I don't know this. But why I know is he's not bad. He's clearly proven to me that he's not bad. He's alright, he's good. Like he's not bad at all. I know this. Uh, but of course, that's not Chelsea, that's not Chelsea's standard. They're not looking for it's not bad. They're looking for someone who will compete for the Premier League, who will win the Premier League, who can win the Champions League, because this is the level they want to compete at. And I think for now they just have to wait i think they can only make a decision when it's very clear that uh, this guy is is no good for now well knowing chelsea football club knowing roman Abramovich, knowing how he runs things knowing how he has always done things well if frank lampard keeps losing then clearly his days at the bridge are numbered once more i am Lutana RJ. Thank you for listening. Please do not forget to share. If you like this episode, subscribe. We are on all major podcasting platforms. And of course, like just share the word, the gospel, the good stuff. The Tanatoksoka podcast. Thank you very much. Have a lovely week. Bye. The Tana okay podcast, the number one. Planning for your next trip?